Hello, listeners. I hope everyone had a great week. I'm back. Uh, where did you go, Melissa, you ask? I went to Florida. Yes, I did. I went to Florida for three days to a wedding. I'm going to talk about that wedding in a minute. Boy, did I have a great time. But this episode is titled Tip Sheet 2. As you know, we had Tip Sheet 1 on Valentine's Day. This is Tip Sheet 2 on social media and apps. And as I was writing my notes for this episode, I realized that we're going to have to have, I think, several sessions on social media and apps just based on the requests that I still get on, hey, where can I find your podcast? Can you text it to me? So uh, welcome new listeners. Thank you for letting me text you the location of the podcast. But if you are lucky enough to have found it, but are still curious on how to find it, if you have an Apple phone, just search your apps and sorry, all my my messages are digging in. Just text, uh, write podcast and you'll find a little microphone. It's a purple app. Hit that button and type in the search bar. I want my 40s back. Or same thing on Spotify. Download Spotify, go to the podcast button and just type in I want my 40s back. You can find any podcast that way. And if you're not looking for one specifically like mine, you can like type in like fitness over 50 or any topic that you can think of, you'll find it. And so I encourage everyone, you know, to try that out this week. That'll be your homework assignment. But I'd like to thank everyone for the feedback on my personal quest to end the world of cargo shorts. I threw up a picture on my Instagram tonight of someone that I spotted at the airport, really just violating it all. But together we can do it. And for those of you that reached out to me, you know who you are. That said, oh, you don't mind them, you love them. You're lying, okay? Would you go out of the house in a house coat? Maybe a pair of slides that your mom wore or a hairnet? You wouldn't, okay? Let's get together. Let's get rid of pleated pants. Let's get rid of pleated shorts. Let's get rid of cargo shorts. Ladies, we can do it together. Okay, so let's get let's get to it. Back to the wedding. So I went to a friend's wedding in Florida this weekend. I flew down with one of my sons and met my other son and his girlfriend there. Luckily, their flight was delayed. We met them right at the gate, which was such a treat to see your kids out and about. Oh, what the joy I had there. Everything just worked out great. So we got to the hotel. We checked in. The next morning, I got up and walked two miles. My son got up. We walked another two miles. My hair grew two miles the humidity, though I had flat ironed it and had every product known to man in there, out. The white shaka Khan, that's what they called me. It, and I could feel it. I could be like, oh, I'm walking. I'm slowing down because my hair's so big. Oh, I'm slower. My hair's so big. My knees started to hurt because of the added weight. But it was a it was a great time. I cannot say enough about it. And my son's girlfriend said at breakfast today, you know, that she was doing her own survey last night. What is it that you love most about weddings? And so she was giving us the answers that everybody said. And the thing that I like most about weddings is that the supposition going into it is that it will be a happy day. Everyone will be in a good mood, which is true. The thing that I really enjoyed the most is that everyone was dressed up. It was a nighttime wedding. It was a black tie optional wedding. I was floored by the outfits specifically that the women had on. I walked up to, to some woman, don't even know her, and I said, I know this isn't a contest, but if there is one, you would win it. She had the most gorgeous, like, not taffeta, but kind of taffeta, A-line short dress, and she had these jewels in her hair. She looked like a model. I just, I was so amazed 
young and old, from 20 years old up to, you know, in mid-60s, how gorgeous everyone looked. And no, I wasn't drunk. I didn't have any beer goggles on at the time. I just love that everyone was dressed up and celebrating together. That That's what I liked. That's what I love. But what's interesting is that um, this week, I actually took this whole week off from work. As you know, like when you go a long time without a vacation, you start acting nasty and, you know, it's not, it's not good. You're moldy. And I spent Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday by myself, and I didn't hate it. On Monday, I did, you know, bills and paperwork and arranging for stuff that has to get done for the summer. On Tuesday, I took myself out for a retail therapy day. I posted a picture up on uh, Instagram of me eating lunch alone. It is pretty funny. We, I think I will do it too. We stare at people that are alone. Why do we do that? I, I didn't feel bad. And I didn't put this in the post, but I actually started talking to myself while I was sitting there like out loud, like here I am by myself, um, just to make the people staring at me uncomfortable. But I know it's not their fault, but let's leave the people that are sitting alone, you know, let's leave them alone. But at the, at the wedding, there were uh, two widows, myself, and I sat with a fellow widow who is a friend. There was a widower there, um, one divorced guy that I knew of that he was divorced, an older single guy, and a guy that I would say is kind of youngish, 30s, um, single. And I watched them. I watched everyone while watching myself. And it is, I can just tell by looking at people's faces and knowing how I felt, there is something unsettling about not having a wingman or a wingwoman. And I said this to my kids when we got to the wedding. I said, this is my first big social kind of thing without Mark. And so if you find me clinging to you or hanging around you, it's because, you know, I got no one, no wing person. Luckily, I knew so many people at the wedding. Our good friends were there. They never left me alone. In fact, we were dancing on the dance floor my with my girlfriend, Jill, as and you, you all know Jill and her husband. And she said, come dance with me and my husband. And like five seconds into it, he goes, am I the only one that thinks this weird? I'm like, yes, it's weird. Sometimes we go a little bit too far. But I, I thought that thought was nice that um, that they did want to dance with me. But I didn't feel bad. I felt good. I thought it was a great time. I never felt lonely or alone. Uh, and as I was kind of looking around at the people that were like me, so single, widow, widower, we all have the same look on our face. And I would call that look a longing, which sounds very dramatic and very very Emily Bronte, but we all kind of like have that, I'm doing it right now, my head's kind of cocked to the left, like what would it have been if Mark was here? And Mark, one of his goals was to get to this wedding. We both knew he was not gonna get there, but he kept saying to the parents of the bride, I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be there. He wanted to get there because he loved to dance. And Mark told me that he was a good dancer, but when we first started dating, we went to a wedding and he was saying this to my niece. He says, yeah, I'm a really good dancer. And the music started. She came out to the dance floor and she grabbed his arms and she said, put your arms down, Mark. No, just no. And I burst out laughing. I could not stop laughing. He goes, people tell me I'm a good dancer. And I said, well, did they say that with a look like something smells bad on their face? Or were they saying it like, you're a really good dancer. Like, oh God, I don't know what else to say. But it was funny. And, and we did, we gave him some lessons before his next event. So um, it was great. It was good. But I, it's just interesting. I don't think there's anything that you can do to make anyone that's a single widow, divorced widow, you can't make them feel better because uh, they we were included. Everyone did talk to us, but it just is, 
it's weird. It's just a weird feeling. You have no one to sit down and say, oh, that was great cake, or could you get me a drink, or my feet are killing me. You know, can you, can you help me out? And that's one thing, because I don't go to a lot of weddings, and this all has to do with um, social media and apps that we're going to talk about in a minute, but I didn't know of this phenomena where women go to these weddings in these rockin' awesome shoes, and then about one song in, they're whipping out the flip-flops, the mother of the bride had some custom sneakers she slapped on, people put socks on, comfortable shoes, and there I am in my low, low-heeled shoes that I bought because of their comfort. And I limped back to the hotel. A guy stopped me on the street. He goes, shoes hurt? I'm like, how can you tell? He goes, you're walking like a penguin. And then he called me lady, lady. But he said, lady, don't take the shoes off until you get back to your room. And I said, that is true. You can't because your feet will scream. But needless to say, when I took the shoes off, my two right toes, my pinky toe and the one next to it ached like they were being stabbed for an hour. I couldn't fall asleep. So I don't think it was the shoes. I think it might be the size of my ass that is weighing down on the knees that are forcing themselves into the shoes. And that I'll have to deal with. But a fun time nonetheless. What beautiful people, beautiful shoes. I loved it. I loved it. So part of going to this wedding, though, is that I'm not a big makeup wearer. I should be. You know, I'm over 50. We need some cover up. But how do you know how to do it? How do you know where to go? And this may be unpopular with some of you, but I have been watching as my friend Lisa, who was also a guest on the show, Bethany Frankel. And if you don't know Bethany Frankel, she was one of the original or the original housewife from New York. And she's on TikTok. We'll talk about that in a second. And she does, buys a ton of makeup from drugstores. And she does some high-end stuff, but mostly drugstores and compares them to high-end products. And so I was chatting with Lisa about this last week saying, I've been to CVS, Ulta, I've been to Blue Mercury. I've probably purchased in the past two weeks for this wedding specifically about $300 worth of product. And the ones that were the best were the ones that Bethany Frankel said, this is her quote, and I need to put this in quotes because she sues anybody and everybody on social media that takes any of her ideas and tries to make them their own. So Bethany, if you're listening, this is completely attributed to you. She'll say, it's at the level. This is at the level. So I bought two or three products. I'm going to post them up so you can see them. And I sent a video to my girlfriend, Lisa, saying these are at the level. And one of them, believe it or not, was I'm a huge lip gloss fan. And I've been wearing Chanel lip gloss since I was probably 35. Love it. And Bethany Frankel did a thing on a Maybelline lip gloss. And I cannot believe it. It was seven bucks. It was, it is amazing. It is so good. It tastes good. It has an awesome applicator. As she says, it's rich bitch and on the level. And so I was very happily influenced by the products that she put up there. Now she's put probably at least a couple hundred. And I believe me, I haven't bought a couple hundred, but I've been influenced by her. So we'll talk about that in a second. So let's talk about social media. Tonight, we're going to talk about Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Now, as you're listening to this, and if you're walking or you're on the treadmill, just put your hand up and say, hey, hi. I'd love that you guys do that. Um, please don't tell me that you don't have time for it. Because I was on a plane today coming back from Florida. Everyone in my section, except for one kid, my son, was over 50. And they were all on Facebook. So even though Facebook is really not a thing anymore, people still check it. You are all checking it once a day. You are. Please don't say that you're not. 
And I love Facebook for the following reasons. I hope it makes a comeback. I truly do. But I like Facebook for um, family news. Unfortunately, we got some family news that one of our relatives died today. Picked it right up on Facebook. No one has to call around telling everybody. And so now we can do what we need to do. So that's a good thing. Planning a family reunion. Any type of group chat. We go away every summer with a bunch of people. All the plans take place via Facebook Messenger. It's just easier. You don't have to worry about deleting your texts or I deleted it. I don't have it. You name the group, you know, vacation group and everything you need is in there and things you can post there. So as you're kind of wagging your finger of justice saying Facebook's dead, I'm too cool for it. It is good for those things. And I know you're checking it once a day. I know you are because I can go on and see who's on with the green light. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, spend some more time learning. So that's Facebook. I think we're all comfortable with that. Instagram. So Instagram is now owned by Facebook. It started out as just pictures. People didn't write stuff. You could just post pictures and go there. But now Instagram, I believe, is kind of the place that people go, regardless of age. And so it's a place where you can post pictures primarily with a little saying or a little write-up. That's where I have my podcast um, persona, if you will. I want my 40s back. You'll see me there and all the posts that I have about upcoming episodes and stuff. But one of the cool things that you can do is an Instagram story. Now, I actually had to do an Instagram story for, for work about three years ago. I had never done one. And so we were doing it under my company's Facebook page. And I had no idea how to do it. Now, I could have gone to YouTube, I guess. Everything's on YouTube, people. But I asked someone that I used to work with, shout out Wendy. And I said, Wendy, can, can you walk me through this? And she just, we got on Zoom and she taught me. This is how you did it. It is confusing. There's no directions. Like when you go into Instagram that says, you know, how to post a story. But if you want to learn how to post a story, just Google it. How do I post an Instagram story? How do I write on an Instagram story? Because if you guys are watching people's stories, but you don't know how to do it, you can watch a tutorial on how to write it. And the nice thing is now if you make a mistake, which I often make typos because I type too fast, you can delete a post. In the past, you couldn't delete it. So things I love Instagram for, and again, all of you say, oh, I'm so busy. I don't have time for it. Liar. But I do have friends that are on Facebook and not on Instagram. So I'll give you a hot tip over 45ers. If people aren't posting on Facebook and you think Facebook is dead, they're posting on Instagram. That's where everybody is. So come on over, join us, and post up your first story. The nice thing about a story is, is that it goes away after 24 hours. And you can post multiple pictures or multiple things throughout the day. So let's just take our phones real quick. Let's pop open Instagram. And let's just select the plus sign at the bottom. And you can see at the top it says new post. And I can select one picture. I can select multiple pictures. Well, no, no, no. I don't want that, Melissa. We want to do a story. So I'm going to click my profile. And now I can see my name. I want my 40s back. I can see my picture. Adorbs. And there's a little blue arrow there. Okay. Well, look at what it said. Add to story. Well, well, well. Blue arrow. I'm making a story. I'm going to select the guy that I took at the airport in his cargo shorts. 
and I'm going to put this in my story and I see a little letter at the top, big A, little A, and I'm going to click that and I'm going to write, now this guy is going hiking, right? That's what I'm writing. And I'm going to say, uh, cargo short approved. I'm so witty. Cargo shorts approved. And when I'm done, I'm just going to move that down. You can actually, there's another button that looks like a little post-it note. And I can put my location. I can put a date. I can run a poll. So much fun. Not going to do any of that. And now I'm just going to say, okay, did I make any typing mistakes? No, I didn't. Now this guy is going hiking. Cargo shoots approved. And I'm going to hit the white arrow. Now, at the bottom, it says I can post it to my story or I can just send it to close friends. You can set up a group. So if you just want to send things to six people, put them on your close friends list. We'll, fit, we'll do that another day. All right. I'm going to hit the arrow. Together, we have done a story. Isn't that fun? Okay, now I just realized, though, I put it on... Uh, I put it on my personal account. I don't think I want to do that. I want to get that down. So I'll have to figure that out. Oh, there I am. Delete, delete. I'm going to have to go put it on my account. So look at, I made a mistake and I deleted it. Look at this live action and editing together. All right. So that's Instagram pictures, stories that go away. But here's the other thing you can use Instagram for, which I do a lot. I follow my town. I follow the beaches that I go to the restaurants that I love to go to. I get to see the specials of my favorite restaurant, Lucia, every Friday they post them. I know what they have. And when I walk in, I don't need to see the specials menu. You can follow your college, your college town. You can follow famous people, influencers. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Cape Cod, Maine, your gym. And I recommend that if you belong to a gym, especially if it has a pool, because they'll tell you when it's closed. Um, and that's usually at my gym because some kid has pooped in it. So gross. But Instagram, you can look at the stories, which are at the top. You hit everybody's stories if you want, or you can skip them, or you can scroll through Instagram and look at the pictures that are part of your permanent record. But it's it really is a good thing. It's where we all are now. We're waiting for you to join, to come join us. I have an aunt that's in her 80s that's on it and knows how to send messages and direct messages, DMs. So that's the assignment this week. If you're not on Instagram, post a story, come back and tell me about it. All right, now let's talk about TikTok. I know the Chinese. I know it's addicting, all the things. I don't do it. I don't want it. But I'm going to tell you what I learned on TikTok in the past year. I learned um, how to clean dirty tile grout with a product that really works. If you want to know what I'll tell you. I found Bethany Frankel in her middle-aged makeup tutorials. And once you select, like they see I'm watching Bethany Franklin, what I'm watching, they'll serve me up more people with makeup tutorials for people my age. Super helpful. You have to figure out though, on your own, what's legit and what's not. Some of these accounts are, I wouldn't say fake, they're just not real and they're promoting products that are stupid. You have to figure that one out. But TikTok is not something to, you know, oh, I'm going to sit on my couch three hours a day with all of your judgy comments. I don't have time for that. I can't do that. It's really because you don't know how to do it. We get defensive because we don't know how to do something. So we say we don't have time for it. But I just want to say this. If you are not utilizing these apps or at least trying them, 
you are saying to your future generation, your grandchildren, as your own kids get older and try new things, you're saying, I don't want to communicate with you in the way that you want to communicate. And then you you become someone that is somewhat irrelevant. I'm not saying that you have to be on it every day. You can do it once a week if that's your thing. Sundays from 7 to 7.30. But I have found that people that say, I don't do that or I don't have time for that are just socially separating themselves from others. And in some cases could be your own kids. Last week I talked about bullying. It's with young kids, if you're not watching what your kids are doing on social media or you're not on there watching them and seeing what they're doing, they're going to be able to get away with a lot. They're going to outsmart you. And I know on some of these apps, my kids, I'm not on Snapchat. I tried it. I'm not going to cover it here. I All I would do is snap pictures of my face, put filters on them with funny like hats and stuff and send them to my niece. And she'd be like, okay, I'm Melissa, enough. I don't need to Snapchat my middle-aged friends. I can call them up or text them. It's just not for my generation, but I know how to do it. So I did it. I had it. I learned it. I put away. And if I need to do it again, I can do it. So homework assignment. I'm big on those. Melissa, you and your homework. All right, let's talk about influencers. An influencer is anyone that is on social media that is influencing you to do something, whether that's buy a product, try a product. Um, Maybe they have a podcast and they're trying to influence you through their Instagram stories to listen to their episodes, to listen to their, you know, who their guest is or to read their book. I particularly love influencers that are going to teach me something. I talked about this one last week, which is Tori Dunlap, her first 100K. I'm not her demo. Her demo is younger women learning to invest. But I have learned so much from her about investments, managing your money, what high yield savings accounts are, when you should use a CD and when you shouldn't. There are some things that we as parents or our parents have put on us about money, which is like, put it in a CD. It's the safest thing. But putting your money in a CD right now is locking it up for five years. You can get the same interest rate on a high yield savings account. Go to an online bank and make sure it's insured. Yes. But the same vehicles our parents did, savings bonds, CDs, things like that. If you're under 30 right now, get in the market. And if you don't know how to get into the market, go watch an influencer like Tori Dunlap. I love plus size uh, models like Ashley Graham. There's a girl that I watch, a woman I should call her. She's in her 20s called Remy Bader that does realistic hauls. And that's R-E-M-I-B-A-D-E-R. And I'll put this all in um, in the podcast page, the details page, if, you, if you're curious in following these people. But she does real hauls from stores and she has the same size. I think she's like a 16 or an 18. And she buys all the same sizes from these companies, tries them on and shows how ridiculous sizing is by company. What, how many around us, among us, have gone shopping when they used to have merchandise in a store. They don't anymore. Am I right? You have to order everything online. And tried on a pair of pants in your size that didn't fit and went home and beat the shit out of yourself. I'm never eating again. I'm never going to have ice cream. And maybe it was the size or the sizing that was off and it's not you. And so these are the type of things I follow because they make me feel better. They make me say like, wow, 
They're real. I'm not watching people doing TikTok dances. I'm not watching, you know, 20 year olds do tricks or whatever. But I talked about Jenna last week. She is a cancer influencer. So now over 20,000 people are following her on a very rare cancer that she's going to share her journey. How many young adults with that cancer are going to feel so reassured watching that? How many parents are going to say, here is information we've been looking for. And when Mark was sick and he had neuroendocrine tumor cancer in his, like the mid gut area, they call it, that had metastasized to the liver. I went to TikTok because of its rarity, because it really doesn't get discovered mostly for people later in their life. There was nothing on TikTok. The most recent post was maybe 18 months prior to when I was looking at it. I would have loved to have someone talking to me like Jenna's talking to others, influencing others on a subject or making a decision. Now, you don't want to follow people like, hey, drive off a cliff. That would be bad, right? We don't want to do that. But there are some good influences out there. And just pick a subject that's interest to you, interested of interest to you. Go to Instagram, search it, find it, and they'll serve it up to you. Or on TikTok, same thing. So those are my advice. Those are my kind of three apps of advice this week. We'll talk about in um, LinkedIn and Be Real and some of the other ones at a later date. But since I know my target audience and my young girls, you might appreciate this too. We're going to talk about two apps tonight. One is the CVS app and one is the Target app. If you do not have the CVS app, download it. Put your information in there because you know how you get the receipt and like you give your phone number and all that. If you have the app, they will serve you up coupons within that app that you're not going to get at the register. And so my favorite is every, I'm going to say 60 days, I get a 32% off my entire purchase. I go into my app, I click that coupon. And for those of you that like like nice shampoos, like Living Proof or some of the more expensive like um, tooth, teeth whiteners, things that are like 20, 30, $40, it applies. Click that button and then all the manufacturer coupons are within the CVS app. And all you have to do is click them. It goes to a green check mark. So when you check out, you scan your barcode and you get money off. Mark used to tease me that I was on like the CEO's list of people to keep out of the stores. I can go in there and rack up 300 bucks worth of stuff and walk out of there for $100, $110 of real items. Like not like, oh, I think I'll buy another big jug of Tide. <laughs> This is all stuff that I need, but if I need stuff, I wait till the 32 comes in and I buy it. So while it's not social media, it's an app you should all have. The second one is Target. Did you know Target's doing the same thing? Like, do you have Target rewards? Give us your phone number. But Target also has coupons in the app. So if you're going, usually when I go to Target, I pull in, I open the app, I see what coupons are available to me. And sometimes it's like 25% off cereals or you know, 10% off something, but I'll go through and click everything, every single one, put it in my app. When I check out, scan it, and I'm getting all the discounts. So two things that might not be well-known, but they are apps, obviously not social media, but I know my audience. I know we get to start slow. So those are two I think that you should use. And then tell me about influencers. Like tell, text me or direct message me, put it on my Instagram page, who are you watching and listening to? Someone that was referred to me, and this is kind of my warning sign. 
um, at the end of, <laughs> at the bottom of the cigarette package, some people curate for Instagram or they curate their material. So you'll know, people said to me when I started the podcast, oh, Melissa, you're so raw. I'm not raw. I'm just myself. But other people want to project a persona to you that may seem legitimate. Like, oh, I am this, you know, I have this work, I'm a working mother and I have all these struggles and yet they're driving around, you know, taking their pictures in their, you know, Tesla, carrying their Gucci bag and and all of that and always fully made up. That's the thing I always check too, like, is the person natural or do they have a full face of makeup or even have professional photos done? You know, what are they showing you? Be cautious of that because even though it's meant to influence you, sometimes the opposite effect can happen where they're so curated and they're so perfect, nails always done, hair always great, never on there without lipstick, that I kind of start feeling bad about myself. Like, I don't look like that every day. <laughs> That's why I have a, I've got a voice for podcasting. I'm not doing, you know, videos every day. Maybe, I don't know. Um, and then finally, uh, like we talked about fashion, but I did want to finish with a funny story. At this wedding I went to this week, I um, was, it was later in the night and there was a woman I was talking to and she was friends with the mother of the bride. I got to find out who this woman was. And she came up to me and she went, oh my God, I just ripped my Spanx off. And I burst out laughing and I said, what? And she goes, I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't sit. I couldn't breathe. Maybe on a good day after a big bowl of pasta and maybe a half a loaf of bread, this woman was a size three. And I'm thinking, what are you wearing Spanx for? Like to hold in a mole? (laughs) Do you have a mosquito bite that was showing through your awesome dress? She was hilarious. But I said to her, oh God, I wish I could. And she goes, do it right now. And I go, no, I can't do it right now. She goes, take them off right now. Do it right now. Do it with me in solidarity. And I just burst out laughing because these are things that women do. We don't even know each other. And this woman is cheering me on to basically rip off my Spanx. Maybe light them on fire. I don't know. And when I said... I wasn't going to do it. She goes, I'm going in and taking them off yourself, myself. And I, pe- I was going to say I peed. I laughed until I almost peed. Oh my God, she was so funny. But that's what I love about camaraderie when it comes to fashion. We look great together and we suffer together. And although we love Spanx, do we? I don't think so. I don't think so. So with that, I wish everybody a happy weekend. We will hear you or see you next week. Don't forget to follow me both now on Apple Podcasts, if that's your thing, or on Spotify. This is Melissa Bassett, and I want my 40s back podcast. Bye, everybody.